0: Hey there, it's Codette LaBarbera and Bridget Whitney. We are pretty pumped to invite you to eavesdrop while we chat with some of our favorite badasses in and beyond the hockey world. The arena goal horn doesn't blow when people have success off the ice, so we want to blow it here. Did you say blow? Oh, I might have.
1: Claudette likes to rap while eating kale and chewing healthy juice on her way to Supermom it, sell real estate, or change the world one philanthropic moment at a
0: time. Bridge smashes coffee and makes up the words to her favorite songs, needs to set an alarm on her phone for almost every appointment in life because she's always late. She's busy managing her three kids, dancing addiction, and website for pro hockey families. If we lived together, we would high five each other at 4.45 a.m. when I'm just getting up and Bridget is headed to bed, each a vampire in our own right. Both of us
1: love our families, each other, and our insanely awesome hockey community. So pour yourselves a drink of choice and saddle up because the boys aren't the only ones with the stories.
0: Our guest today on Our Hockey Life is a fellow goalie wife friend of mine, Angela Price. Our husbands have known each other for a while from goalie training, but we didn't meet until filming for Hockey Wives. We became fast friends and are always there to help support each other in any way. Ange has really branded herself and taken her lifestyle blog, By Angela, to a new level, sharing all the details of living a chaotic life with style and substance. Carrie has had a remarkable career since being drafted by Montreal in 2005, fifth overall. He absolutely cleaned up at the 2014-2015 NHL awards, walking away with the Ted Lindsay Award, William M. Jennings Trophy and Hart Memorial Trophy, worth just a little mention, obviously. So, hi Ange, welcome and thanks for joining us.
1: Hi guys, thanks for having me. We wish you could be in the studio with us, but um, we'll take it. Where are you right now?
2: I am in Kelowna, actually hiding in the corner of an indigo because that's in the only quiet place I could get away from my kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how I feel like everyone's always hiding from their kids. <laughs> like always, like, <laughs> They're like, I'm in my bedroom. I've got the door locked and I haven't told anyone where I am. <laughs> Why do we have to hide from them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't remember following my mom around, but maybe I really, maybe I did all the time. So. I probably did too. Yeah. So we we're hoping yeah, for, for sure. ev- we're hoping for everyone to get to know you a little better with some inside scoops. Um, we also can't ignore the fact that we are all here because of our hockey boys. So we wanted to get into some quick Venus and Mars speed questions.
1: Are you ready for oh, some of those? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna dish yeah. those out to you. Okay. So just answer with either you or Carrie. And then we can chat a little bit more about everything as we dig a little deeper. All right, so um, who made the first move? Carrie. Uh, Who was the first to declare their love? Carrie. Who wears the pants in the relationship? (laughs) Me. (laughs) Yes, who's funnier?
2: (laughs) Uh, Carrie.
1: Who's more stubborn? Uh, Carrie. Who takes the longest to get ready? Um. Me. Who's more outgoing? Me, for sure. Who's more adventurous? Oh, ooh, uh, me. Okay. Who's a better driver?
2: <laughs> Depends who you ask. Uh, Carrie.
1: <laughs> Who's a better cook? me
2: for sure.
0: <laughs> I love it. Carrie got a lot of those actually. Yeah. That's funny. That's- I always did. Wish-
2: I hated giving him so many.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get you're honest about the better driver because no like no.
1: It's
2: <laughs> It is it's an issue every time we're in the car. I like I'm like why do you even have me drive because you're just going to play the entire time. <laughs> I
1: love it. I never drive with Ray in the car ever. It's tough. Cause I feel like he's, I feel like he's judging me. I feel like he has a score
0: pad out and he's like making check marks and might take my license away. (laughs) (laughs) So another fun one, what pet peeves do you guys have with each other?
2: Oh, mine Well, carry for me is for sure as I don't put the lid back on things tight. So (laughs) when you try to take milk out or something, it's built and I (laughs) have never learned. (laughs) And then carries is probably him being a backseat driver when I'm driving. He drives me batty. <laughs> like, it's seriously a fight every time I drive.
0: So I'm not, I do that to Jason. Try some nuts. I picture, uh. so Codette, do you, who's the better driver you or Jason? Me, 100%. So do you drive and oh, he's really? the passenger then? I or? try to. Like, he, Jason's the guy who's like, oh, no one's letting me in the other lane. And I'm like, well, because you don't have your signal on, so no one has any idea that's what you're trying to do. Like, like, Sorry, the parting of the seas, like they're just supposed to move for you. So do you argue about, does he think he's the better driver? hundred percent he thinks he's the better driver. Oh,
1: that's yeah, I have a couple, another girlfriend too. Um, it's, it's Christy Berry. She always drives, and it just seems funny to me. There's no question that she gets in the driver's seat and Lenny jumps in the passenger seat. Oh, no so. question.
0: And and Jason, it just, it's yeah, funny. Jason thinks he's the best, so he just drives. <laughs> so, what's your guys' perfect? What's your guys's perfect date night?
2: Oh my gosh, we're so boring. Probably like either going on a hike or like golfing nine holes, and then going home to watch a show. We are total homebodies, and we don't like long nights out or anything like that.
0: Really? Like Carrie lets you, I mean, Jason was actually debating the other day if he would ever let me golf with him, but I honestly feel like he'd rather go to jail for a week than bring me golfing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Carrie is shockingly good and patient with me golfing. I mean, I'm not awful, so I can hang a little bit, but he's so patient, but only nine holes. Like I could never do eight. No, that's, that's too long. Yeah. Never. I think
1: nine, <laughs> it takes me nine to kind of get into it. And then I'm like, all right, I've got this. And then I'm tired by 14, and then I just need a drink.
2: Yeah, just too much. Yeah. yeah sure. And Carrie has to have a beer in his hand the whole
1: time that that's I'm golfing. So fair. that helps. <laughs> that's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. That's a long date, though. So yeah. good for you. I'll take, I mean, that's a lot of time together. That's fun. It
0: is. Yeah. So I know, like, you guys yeah. have a good little hockey squad going on in Kelowna. Um, do you guys think that those are your like most fun days and nights, like when you guys are all together and hanging out? For sure. I mean,
2: during the, like during the hockey season, we don't get out much. Like Carrie sees the guys when he's on the road, obviously. But other than that, we're pretty much at home with the kids. So the summer's kind of our time to get away and have fun. And, um, yeah, we like this last past weekend, we were hanging out with hockey people the whole weekend and it's so much fun and everyone has kids the same age. so it's worked out Perfect. perfectly. And then you have the, the Webbers who have a place on the beach. So we go hang out there and
1: I it's love so it. Nice. I love it's. It just makes it so much easier when everyone's kind of on the same page, family-wise. You know.
2: Yes. It's good. Yes, I, we got so lucky in that way when everyone just has the young kids right now with us. So it's perfect.
1: Awesome. So, Ange, where are you from?
2: I'm from Tri Cities. So that's in Washington State. Mm-hmm. That's where uh, Carrie played junior hockey there. So that's how we met.
1: Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, and do you have a close family? What, what's your family? How was how your upbringing?
2: Yes, I'm so close to my parents and then my sister's my best friend who's there and then I also have a brother. Um and Carrie played hockey there for 4 years so he has um quite a bit of friends and his billet family there so um that's always could be a potential place where we go back to after retirement.
1: Oh, okay. I love that. I love that too. I think it's it's pretty special when the guys stay close to their billet families, raised the same like Yeah. Um I don't I know, think they're so just like too. an extension.
2: Yeah, for sure. And there's so many um, ex—the Tracy Americans—that's the team—and they call them the ants. There's so many ex-ants players who found their wife and have gone back there. And I love that. And I always tell Carrie that. It's just the thing to do. So we better go.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, better end up back there. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Jason's close with his built family too, and like they um, they spend their winters in in Arizona. So we'd always see them when when Jason was playing here. So yeah. I, I feel like I've met it's them like like too. Actually, yeah, you yeah. probably have. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so you told us that you wanted to be a lawyer or in advertising when you were young. Um, to, us, to us, that screams, "I'm smart. I like to argue, and I'm creative." Does that fit?
2: <laughs> That's probably that. That probably sums it up. Uh, I think being a being a lawyer was always my big dream. And then uh, my first year of university, I was majoring in um, criminal justice, and my advisor had said, "Well, you don't need to." you don't need this path to go to, 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 become a lawyer. So why don't you find something else? So you're more well-rounded. So then I got into marketing and that's kind of when the advertising came into play. Um, and then yeah, after college, I went into advertising route. And then before I moved to Montreal, I was actually studying for my LSAT. Um, so I still hadn't figured out which path I was going to take. And then, it didn't matter because I moved to Canada where you, I didn't do
1: anything. Uh, you can't work. Please. I love that. Actually, when I read yeah. that, when you had told us that you wanted to be a lawyer in advertising, those are a couple of things too, that I always kind of had in the back of my mind. I just wanted to be a lawyer oh, yeah? so I could make enough money to buy my dad a Jag. <laughs> <That> <laughs> oh, okay. was, I think oh, I wrote sweet. that in my high school write up. Um, anyways, did, you ever, uh, buy, I did you ever buy him a Jag? No, but I didn't. But I was, but also <laughs> the reason why, when we were talking about this, I'm like, I, I like to argue. I mean, I kind of,
0: yeah, My parents and used not to necessarily say that
1: to, too. to, I don't know, just to even just for conversation sake, yeah. I like to throw the things yeah. out there, not to get into a fight, but just for <laughs> conversation. I, I'm
2: like that too. It drives Carrie nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I was like, why can't we just have a normal conversation? You're like, no, you? I need to present the facts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I need the details. Exactly. So who was your first hockey friend? Like, who welcomed you to a team and, and you got close with? Uh,
1: Amy
2: Mowen. I will never, ever forget her. She, I was, it was my first year in Montreal. We were living in the hotel. I was had met no hockey people, and she calls the hotel room and was like, hey, I'm Amy Mowen. Uh, do you want to go for dinner? And she just kind of took me under her wing, and I will always be grateful for that. And she became a close friend after that.
1: Right. So from that experience, have you kind of reached out and done the same throughout...
2: Yes, that was such a great um, – something. I, someone I could looked up to in that sense, and I've always tried to do that with other girls on the team. And luckily in Montreal, we've had – Montreal's the only team we've been on, and luckily we've had a great wife's lounge, and there's other women on the team who have had those experiences who reach out to the new girls. And, mm-hmm. yeah, we just have this great, great group, I think, because of that.
1: Yeah, that's – I don't know. that That's so meaningful, and I'm so glad to hear that, that it always happens. I've had some good ones, too, so it's good to pay it forward. You guys have yeah, been, for sure. yeah. Um, you guys have been with the Canadians since 2005. That's 14 years. Uh, the longest Ray oh, and I were anywhere was five years. So that <laughs> it blows, it blows my mind. And it, that was my normal. So it didn't, it didn't even seem weird. But I'm, I'm wondering, like, did you? Did you find that you've, or have you, uh, found that you have detached yourself at all? Like, avoid getting close to girls and then having to say goodbye?
0: Because you've watched so many people It's yeah. to turn over for you. Like, you, you've been there for right. so long, but not necessarily, like, the whole like, 14 years, but, like, you know, like... No, I've
2: I've lived there for now eleven years, and but like it's nice. It's yeah, it's nice to be settled in one place. But then again, like as your friends come and go, and they are off into exciting things, you're kind of like, oh, I'm left here with the same old, same old, Mm -hmm. when everyone's like having these fun, different adventures. So I think it's I think there's benefits and cons to both sides. And yes, for sure, I remember my first the first time my best friend on the team got traded. That was when Josh George was playing for Montreal, and his wife Maggie was a close friend. And I lost my shit. Like mm-hmm. I was falling. I text. I called Carrie. I was like, "You asked for a trade. You tell them that you want to be traded. if Josh <laughs> being traded." Like it was just my first experience with that. And Carrie obviously had seen friends come and go, so it was nothing for him. But he's like, yeah, "Welcome yeah, to, to
0: hockey." <laughs> he's like, "Welcome to hockey." Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: <laughs> I can relate. I think people. I think people forget that part. Like. I mean, I love one that you just said your favorite hockey friend and you'll remember her forever. And then also your first heartbreaking goodbye, because it really is, that is your bestie. That's your person in the city that you live in. They become like a sister. and Yeah, and then you have no
2: family. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then they're gone. I remember mine too. And I'm the same way. I total meltdown. And we've stayed friends. We're still friends. And it's been over 25 years. She's Crazy. not even with him anymore. Oh, and, you know, but um, oh. <laughs> huge part of my life. It,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's crazy. Like it's, yeah, it's it's hard. Like I mean, you always remember all these friends, but then yeah, like you know, because we have a... Bridget and I have another friend who was on a team for a long time and just saw so much turnover, and it was hard for her. And you know, she just kind of got more immersed with her kids. And you know, because it was just so much turnover, and you lose so many friends. And
1: I and I don't even yeah, think it's, it's like on a,
0: purpose. It's a, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Angela.
2: I was just gonna say it's like emotion. It's emotionally exhausting to get really connected to people, and I've caught myself doing it this fast. That past few years with Julie Petrie mm-hmm. and their contract has come in in the next couple of years. And I'm like, I can't even stand to think about it. I'm like, I let myself do it. Like, get involved with another person like that again. <laughs> You're just setting yourself up for heartbreak again. Yeah. But
1: isn't it worth it? Like, I, I feel like I kind of we oh, yeah. moved around a little, like a lot. <laughs> I don't know where a little ever came from, Um, but I felt like that way too. Like you have your couple heartbreaks, and then you're like, "That's it. I'm. I don't need any more friends. I'm so done." And for me, that literally lasts about five minutes, and then I'm like, "Oh, I can't. I. need. I need the people. I need. I need to. I need the closeness." And it's just in my nature to make friends. So, um, yeah, for sure. I, I guess it's. I guess in this day and age too, we know that we can stay in touch a lot easier. Yeah, and we can
0: travel. We yeah. can go visit each
1: other. We just have to make an effort. That's the hard part. Because and then like, when you've got kids, it's just a, a little trickier.
0: But 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 because of the language barrier there, like, do you really make a lot of like outside hockey friends?
2: No, like I have a few because of my blog, um, but no, it's just it's too hard. And like people who maybe just want to be your friends because hockey's huge there, and right. they want to be friends with Carrie, you know. So you always kind of have your guard up with outside people. So it's just easier to connect with people with inside the hockey world. Mm-hmm.
1: That's interesting, too, because I hadn't even thought about the language barrier there. Because I just know, like, even even our friends here, like, friends that I've had that have lived in the same city, played in the same city for over 10 years, they get rooted in their communities. And maybe that's, too, when their kids are in events and uh, activities that you mm-hmm. have to meet the parents a little more and you get out into that outside of the hockey world a little more. But I hadn't even thought about the language barrier for you. So, And I wonder if it will change, yeah, do you think, with your with your kids once they get a little older and they're making their own little friends at school that could change for you. I, I kind of, I hope it does because uh, then maybe you won't have to I be so, so guarded, you know, do you feel like you have to be a little yeah, bit guarded? Yeah.
2: For sure. A hundred percent. And I hope, I hope it goes well and live when my oldest goes to school, it, it does that. And we become friends with other parents and it would be like, it, you kind of set yourself outside the community. And I'm such a community based person that mm-hmm. that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. I think I hope I'm hoping the kids will help with
1: that transition. Right. I, I actually think it, it will it will be seamless. I you know I think it will happen without you mm-hmm. trying to make it happen because it kind of did for us. I always thought, gosh, Ray, ne- like I there have been a couple neighborhoods where I'd become friends with the neighbors, but Ray never had the time to know the neighbors. Yeah, and then when he, right, yeah, so but the shift happened naturally when it was already and it wasn't forced and it was, it was good. So I'm sure that that will happen for oh, you guys so good too. To and hear. Yeah. So,
0: so you guys moved, you moved to Montreal, what, 2007,
1: 2008? Yeah,
0: 2008. Okay. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite restaurant in Montreal? Oh,
2: probably Garden on It's like this little hole in the wall in the old port. And it is the, uh, Chuck Hughes is the uh, chef there uh the best food I've ever had in my life, probably. It, did so you good. take
0: me there one time? Remember when we went with like... I think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then where's that other... Um, what's that salad place? Oh, it's so good. Mandy. Yes, Julie introduced me to that one. Oh, it's oh, so good.
2: Yeah, that's like a daily thing if I can. Oh, so good. The food, that that's
1: the best part of Montreal, the food. I think I'd be... Obese. Yeah, I'd be heavy. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'd walk around everywhere. It seems like such a like European esque city that maybe a little more walking.
2: It is. We lived in the old port the first two years and it was amazing and it is totally that European feel and uh
1: the cobblestone roads. It's it's gorgeous. Uh Ray actually it's one of Ray's he's always said this as one is one of his favorite cities to play in.
0: Oh, and the Ritz Carlton it oh, yeah. was like oh. Jason's favorite on the road, like the Ritz-Carlton there isn't hey, me. You know what? He would always choose to tell me that when like I've been single parenting it um, for a whole hockey season. And he's like, oh, this is the nicest he's hotel room. Foot massage yeah, he's massage while he eats his chocolate ice cream. Yeah, and his delicious dinner. And I'm like, you know what? I had like half a chicken nugget and like four carrot sticks. Like, <laughs> Thank like thanks for calling me to tell me that the Ritz-Carlton is amazing. <laughs> yep, I, like,
1: I'm- I usually heard about like Ray's favorite chicken noodle soup somewhere or chocolate ice cream. But his Montreal reason was actually because he said that well, I don't know. First of all, he said it's a beautiful city. And then he was like, they have just the hottest women in Montreal. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> there are so, some beautiful women there. Yeah. I agree with
1: that. That's so funny. Um, okay. Yeah. Speaking of hot, uh, who, so in your opinion, who is the hottest Montreal Canadian, current or former? Besides Carrie. Yeah. Besides Carrie. Uh, besides Carrie. Um... Quit pretending like you have to think about this. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, too, I, I, can't, I can't remember his name, but his, his nickname was Big Sexy. Oh,
1: <laughs> um, Sheldon
0: Surrey. Right, oh, Sheldon no, Surrey. No, no, I think it was Well, I don't know. Rhino Burn. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, I don't know that one. What's his name? He, I don't even think he's Codette playing Scogler. anymore.
2: Rhino Burn. But Ryan he was like, so handsome. All the guys called him Big Sexy.
1: Oh, so there's two Big sexies out there.
0: What? I'm going to have to, that's
1: Googling him right now.
0: Oh, wait. no. <laughs> so
1: when oh, yeah. you talk to him, oh, yeah, we're
0: looking at him. Hey, Ryan. Because that was like Ray's favorite. Like lucky, good-looking. He's I cute. Him, so, yeah, yeah, he's cute. Like when Ray comes home from like a new team, he's like, oh, Bridget, you should see some of the guys on the team. Like he's just like, all right. like <laughs> well, 100%. Before I would get there, he
1: would be like, oh, I've got one for you. I And I'm like, oh, who is it? That was hilarious. And I don't know. I don't know. Good for him. Yay, Ray. And Yay. he nailed it every time. He was—he knows my taste. So, yes, he's he so it.
0: my type. Thank you, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So with the career that Carrie's had, have you attended some celebrity events that blew your mind at all? Like, have you ever been starstruck?
2: Yes. I'm not really into, like, the celebrity thing. It's never been my thing. But uh, we went to... Uh, a golf tournament in Lake Tahoe a couple of years ago. And Justin Timberlake was there and like walked into the tent and came in to introduced himself. And I was like, well, yeah. Did God. you
0: dry hump his leg? Cause that's probably where I would have <laughs> no. gone.
1: Did he bring sexy
0: back? It was.
2: Oh, I would just, I was like, barely like shaking. Like, it's just so weird. I'm like, why am I acting like this? I'm like, it was bizarre, but um, it was funny. He came and introduced us in a big circle. And my sister is totally like doesn't have time for anybody and he was like getting everybody's name not saying his name obviously and he got to my sister and he's like hi what was your name she's like stephanie and what's your name
0: She's like, uh, <laughs> Justin. It was so funny. I can so see her I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm <laughs> sweating thinking about that, actually. But I can just picture her doing that. She's like, what? <laughs> yeah,
2: isn't it? Like, She's like, I can't believe he had the audacity to just assume I knew who he was. Like, that,
1: oh my God. That's <laughs> hilarious. In this world knows who he is. That's like that line. I don't know. One of my favorite movie lines is, I carried a watermelon from Dirty Dancing. When he's Patrick oh, yeah, yeah. he's like, how did she get here? She's like, I carried a watermelon. So I have that line in my head. Head when I say something and I'm like are you <laughs> fucking kidding me how did you just say that <laughs> that's <laughs> I hilarious it. I like that so Ange um let's learn a little bit more about you what are you passionate about or when do you feel the most like yourself
2: um when I'm like really involved in the community I think I think that's where I feel the most comfortable and the most confident um and that's kind of when I can just like be in my own space I think it's hard like Fall and, carry and kind of I'm always having to do what he's passionate about mm-hmm. and kind of like and go to his events and stuff, but when I'm like in my own space and doing something that means something back something really deep to me, like for example, working with the Breakfast Club of Canada, I think that's when I feel like really confident
0: right, and I feel like um for you and I that's like that's where we connected i mean we we'd connected before the breakfast club, um but you introduced me to them. Um, and I've obviously fallen in love with them the, like you guys have. Um, but I feel like that's where yeah. you and I like kind of connected is that, you know, like that's, that's what we're kind of passionate where we feel comfortable. Like it's easy for us. Like it's, it's something easy and it's something yes. of our own. So tell me how, like, how has Breakfast Club impacted your lives and how, how you give back to them?
2: So we were actually just looking for a way to give back to Carrie's home community. He's from, uh, he lived on the Indian Reserve in Anaheim Lake, which is in the middle of nowhere, and they really needed a lot of support. And we just didn't know the best way to support them. And someone introduced us to Daniel, who is the head of the Breakfast Club of Canada. And we just instantly became in love with the idea and the organization. And uh, within like the first two years, we had brought the um, Breakfast Club to Carrie's hometown, which was really a large task since it's um really out in the middle of nowhere and now when we go back to his community we hear um the moms come up and the teachers come up and just thank us and say so many of these kids are going to school just because they know they're going to get a meal Mm -hmm. and that really just like touches your heart and just like makes you realize it's all worth it and want to do more for this organization
1: i love i love that that you're so involved and you've used your platform all of you Mm -hmm. um to make a difference mm-hmm. in lives. And when you feel it, that's, it's just the best. It, it really is the best feeling, no yeah. matter how minimal, when you're giving back, it really, I don't know, it makes a It difference. really is. It's and so I, impactful.
2: A couple of years ago, I saw this quote, like, cause I feel so blessed and like we all are, I mean, to be in the situation we are, we're so blessed. And mm-hmm. I saw this quote being like, why does God keep blessing me? And then it's like, so you can keep blessing other people. Mm-hmm. And I've just kind of lived by
0: that. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, like I, one thing that I really love about you is that you do You do give so much and I don't know if people really know how generous you are. Like anytime I call you or text you and I'm just like, hey, and and actually you're one of the fastest people. Like I'll text her and I'll be like, hey, can I I get a jersey for this thing or whatever? And like two days later, it's in my mailbox and there's not just one jersey. There's like (laughs) three signed jerseys. And like, you know, there's this little boy who got hit by a truck in um, Calgary and he's a goalie. And um, like, he's just like a little 12 year old goalie and one of his favorite players is Carrie. So I sent her this write up thing about him, you know, a couple days later, he's got like a uh, personalized letter, like, and just like, you're just on it. And one of the big things, like, you just, you know how much it means to people and you don't, you don't hold back from that. Like last year at your guys' event, I remember we were just sitting up upstairs chilling and someone was like, oh, these little boys caught wind of Carrie being in here. Do you have anything mm-hmm. you can sign or something? And Andrew's like, get downstairs and go say hi to those kids. Like, yeah. you know, like because he's like, like yes, he's I just have a handshake and a he's hug. just a little shy. And not that he wouldn't like do it, but he just doesn't. Like, guys just don't think the way we he's do, right? right? We're like, feel. yeah. And you're just like, oh, you can go downstairs. Like, why don't yeah. you just go down there and actually say hi to I'm them? Always offering your services. I know, but I love that about you. Like, you're so generous. Like, you don't even hesitate to oh, like make you. somebody's day. Like, and you know how well, much it means.
2: Like, it takes so little to make their day, I think. So I just, any opportunity, like, let's do it.
0: But you're like, you're literally one of the fastest people. Like, you know, you like, you have to bug people for stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, i love like, hearing that. I <laughs> like, suck. <laughs> literally, like, two days later, I'm like, oh, wow, Ange, like, you, you weren't kidding. Like, I'll send this out right away. Like, and it's like three jerseys. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> All like right. anytime, I'm taking notes. Anytime. I'm gonna. I'm taking notes. Yeah, like yeah. She's <laughs> and just like what? Honestly, you're like literally the best person for that kind of stuff. Like, good girl, oh, and thank you. Yeah, but I do like appreciate Thanks. that you guys like introduce us to Breakfast Club of Canada because you know it's definitely become a cause that's yeah. close to us and. Um, yeah, and then hopefully you guys have your event in Kelowna this year. I'm not sure when that gets going. Yeah, we're,
2: I think it's going to be a little smaller event because next year is um, Breakfast Club of Canada's 25th year. So we're going to do go out kind of big for that
0: next okay. year. Well, maybe we can okay. drink this year. Yes, yeah. we were both. <laughs> were you, you were, She was pregnant uh, and uh, I was sober. <laughs> yeah. yeah, both good things. Exactly.
1: Let's talk a little bit about. Um, the show, like doing Hockey Wives, Codette and I obviously did yeah. it. And then you also were on the second season. I was not, but that's where I first met you. And I believe that's where you and Kodak got closer. So how, um, why did you decide to do that show and like share a little bit you about know, that?
2: You know, I don't really have a really great reason. Um, I was, hadn't been living in Montreal for a few years and still hadn't found, like, my voice and still didn't know what I was doing. I had just started my blog maybe a couple months before I got approached to do the show. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, Tiffany Peros talked me into doing it. She was on the show and was a friend of mine at the time and uh, really pushed it. And so I was like, okay, well, let me talk to Carrie. And I knew that would be a hard (laughs) sell because it's so private. Um, so I just kind of threw it out there and he's like, um, sure. If you want to do it, like, wasn't a hard sell at all. I'm like, what?
1: So I'm like, okay. I love when, like, they, I love when world, they surprise um, us that way.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like shocking. Um, but I was, I thought it was cool like in this world of reality TV to kind of do it and just kind of see what the experience would be. And so, yeah, that's kind of why I decided to do it. And then, um, I little did I know that it would be help, like kind of launch my blog and my brand and,
1: I'm yeah. Which is perfect.
2: I that get, is, more of it came than I would have ever expected.
0: Right. And like, even when I first met you, I could tell like you, you were at that point in, in the hockey world where you were longing for something of your own. Um, yes. You know, like I could tell. Like, I felt like I
2: was as each year built up while I was living in Canada, legally can't working. Like I I was, I was desperate for something of my
0: own. Right. And yeah. then,
1: I remember you saying that to me too, actually. And I totally, I got that too. And the fact that you already had a blog and you were trying to build that it it makes a lot of sense, and you've done such a great job yeah. with your blog. Thank you. It's been so much
2: fun. It's been a labor of love, that's for sure.
1: So, did it always? Were you always? I mean, it's a lifestyle blog. Do you? Has it moved a little more towards like a mom blog, or has it changed as you? As you've become a sure. mom. For sure. I mean
2: it's just following my life pretty much and what's going on in it. So at the beginning, it was a lot of like home decor and a little more fashion. And then obviously the last couple of years, it's like definitely more of a mommy blog. Um, But still talking about hockey and trying to, I know everyone wants to see like inside peaks of our Mm lives and then carry. So I throw that in there once in a while and um, kind of use it as a platform for the causes I'm passionate about. And yeah, it just kind of morphed into this, this own thing and something i'm just i'm shocked at how well it's doing i'm though i put in a ton of work but mm-hmm. i feel like i'm just kind of just keeping my head above water with it all and learning so much each day and Well great uh, and with your marketing background every moment.
1: with your marketing b- background uh, well, has that helped
2: Yeah that's helped a ton and I, I the first few years i was living in montreal my parents Joked, probably not so much of a joke about how they wasted their money on my tuition <laughs> no, uh, never. But now I'm using it so
0: <laughs> yeah, and so I saw that you have a shop section coming soon, so what can we expect to see there?
2: Yes, yeah, so that started with uh the chic line we did with the Montreal Canadiens, me and Julie Petrie um and from the my connections there we have i'm I don't, still at the very beginning stages, but I think um, I'm going to have like my own, not my, necessarily my own mind, but just like I'm always shopping for the best basics, the best, um, just plain shirts for my daughters, just right. everything that I'm always looking for that I can't find, I'm hoping to feature on my site.
1: Okay, mm-hmm. so a little more feature and then possible collaborations or...
2: Yes. No, for sure. Like, um, collaborations, maybe things of my own. Um, it's hard in this world where, yes, we're grounded in Montreal, but we could be up and gone in next week. Like you never really know. Mm -hmm. So to carry stock and stuff is not really, is that the smart thing to do? I'm still trying to talk to people in the industry and figure out the best way to do that. Um, but again, it's just a learning and I love it and I can't wait to learn more. And I'm just talking to everyone I can and really enjoying Mm -hmm. this process as well.
0: So one of my favorite hockey wives that I've ever come across was Julie Petrie. So when you oh, guys became teammates, best. I know, you know what? When we got traded out of Edmonton, I was out of there so fast and Julie had to sign off on movers for me because I was like, hey, so like <laughs> I'm done. But, um, so of course, like when, when you guys started to become um, really great friends, like I just love that. So then you guys decided to start a clothing line with um, within the Montreal Canadiens brand. So how did how did all this come about?
2: So, we have been complaining that there was nothing in the teen stores that we wanted to wear, and that was like everything that was for girls was pink and rhinestones and mm-hmm. just not our style. Um, so, the Habs actually had asked me to do a kids' line for their uh, fan club, and so I did that and it went well. And so, they asked if they'd be interested in doing something else. And I'm like, well, yeah, let's do this women's line. Um, and so, we asked julie to join and she's been we've been like the best team bouncing ideas off each other and really complimenting each other in the designs and i mean it's nice that we're friends because she's not afraid to tell me something's ugly and it's not going to sell and vice versa so <laughs> yeah. we've been awesome teams and we've built this awesome brand um the first year we started with just four items and it did okay enough that they'd let us do it again and then this last year we launched thirteen items and sold out most of them the very first day.
1: Wow. so well, good for it's you. been
2: it's awesome to see something you love and that you're new at but passionate about and then see it do well. So that's been awesome one of my probably one of my favorite projects I've ever done
0: right. because like you you're right in the sense that there's never anything like cute for women. like it's yeah, like no. you kind of have like a simple, clean, like vintage look like it's just, I don't know. You got to, you got to keep it simple, right? Like it's so so tacky. Were you inspired by, um,
1: well, obviously um, you know what you like, but are you inspired by, obviously you were inspired by other things that you had seen or clothing that you were already wearing.
2: Yeah. So we kind of, well, that was the, the process of like apparel is insane. So yeah, we were like wanted good quality and we didn't want something that was just cute. We wanted it to to sit right or to sit right on your body. And we want good quality. The people at the marketing department for the Habs always joke that we have such expensive case. And I'm like, well, yeah, because if we want to, if we want to expect people to spend their good money on things, we want it to last and feel good to wear. And, um, so, yeah, finding those items are hard, though, and that's probably been the hardest part is finding good suppliers and people you can rely on. And yeah. um, for this next season, we actually went to a factory and we're making some of our own pieces, which is exciting.
0: Oh, that's so cool. So, that's... speaking of good fits and um, <laughs> and good good clothing, please tell us about, because you know, we can't stop laughing about this, the pants that um, Carrie got you for Valentine's Day. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, this just like sums up the gift giving in our house. I'm not good either, but he takes the cake with this one. So a few, it was probably the first, no, I wasn't even living in Montreal, so we were still dating. And for Valentine's Day, it's this big box, and I open it up, and inside is just sitting these folded-up sweatpants. I'm like, okay, and I pull them out. They're, like, extra large, oh my $7 price tag on them from Walmart. <laughs> like, the cheapest, nastiest sweatpants. And he's, like, looking at me, and I'm thinking it's a joke. But he's, like, looking at me, like, what do you think? I'm like,
1: what, I don't get it. Do you want like, to know what I think? <laughs> are, we, are we supposed to both wear these together? Maybe yeah. that was it. No. Maybe it was more of a sex <laughs> thing. <laughs> we both wear these. <laughs> no, but he had said
2: he's like, well, whenever you come to visit, you wear my sweatpants. I'm like, that's uh, that's uh, like what girls do. Like, I get where the it was coming from, but I'm like, and I wear your like Nike sweatpants, yeah. not these ones that feel like sandpaper from Walmart. Yeah, You're You're like, like the I ones wear, that are um, worn
1: because they're
0: yours, and yeah. my, not my own fresh yeah, pair of so extra I, large. Yeah.
1: It's funny,
2: those his <laughs> sweatpants that I wore, not the Walmart ones, I still have them as in like our sentimental box because it was just too funny. funny and, Wait, all uh, oh, the
1: sentimental ones, you didn't Wal- keep the, you didn't keep the.
2: No, the Walmart ones went like straight and like the Goodwill. Someone's <laughs> loving,
1: someone else is loving them. <laughs> <So>. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. So tell us about, you said you're not like big on celebrities, but you do have a celeb crush. Who is that?
2: Oh my gosh, I am obsessed with Twitch from Ellen.
1: Yes. He is
2: just, I don't know the confidence he has in his dancing. I just cannot get enough.
1: So oh. I I there love things, Twitch too. It's bizarre, like, but. Did you watch him on you uh, So You Think You Can Dance? Did you see that? No, <gasps> no, I didn't. Okay, go back and watch. I better watch it, hey? Oh, some of my favorite oh. some of my favorite numbers, um, he's in from then. And I don't remember what season he was on, but I love that okay, Ellen and, and uh, he found each other.
2: Oh my gosh, it's like the best. And I follow him on Instagram. And you, whenever I have like a crush, and I start following him on Instagram, I'm like, oh, gross! How did I ever like you? But Twitch
0: does <laughs> not disappoint. He's just awesome. So hey. does is he? He's just um, a dancer. Like, how is he no, on the show? He just he's like the co-host. He's like, oh. you know, like he sits he's there like and spins music and oh, okay. is like the well, sidekick. Kind okay, of. So then you would love to have a DJ if you. So like you could <gasps> just <laughs> – Twitch. You could put them together. Like you could put oh, this. Oh my gosh, you that could, would
2: be. The ultimate dream if Twitch could DJ my
0: life. Yeah, like all day just follows you around. Twitch DJs and follows you around. Like there's just two of your favorite things in life in one. Just yeah, managed so in one.
1: Carrie needs some gift ideas. There we go. <laughs> Wait, have you ever been to Ellen? Have you seen Ellen's show? No, I haven't. I'm dying to. Carrie, listen up, my friend. <laughs> yes. Ellen tickets. Backstage pass. I went <laughs> once
0: when we lived yeah. when Jason played in L like for LA and then a bunch of us girls went. And then You know when they, oh, I just, I wish I had a different outfit choice, but I was so pregnant and I was sitting on the end row looking like disgusting, yeah, disgusting as ever. And then someone in my row won something. So I was on way more than I wanted to be. Like it was way too many shots of my fat, miserable butt. You weren't fat, you were pregnant.
2: That's my thoughts every time I'm watching back hockey wives. I'm like, why didn't I wash my hair? Why didn't I dress myself better? Oh, it's just at the time I was pregnant, I didn't care. So looking back, I'm like, Oh, I wish I would have cared. Savor sure you know
0: there's times where I'm like, why didn't I even just put like a little bit of mascara on? Like I had zero I makeup know. and I was like, that is so not acceptable.
1: And I think for me when I would watch some, I'd be like, I thought I looked more together that day. Cause what I mean, it's not like I didn't know cameras were gonna be there. Exactly.
0: Like, I know. But then I think also people were like oh that makes us feel more like down to earth a little like, more relatable yeah maybe. exactly because they're like yeah, they're like well sure. she didn't give a shit today like <laughs> p.s i love your hair right now yeah I love your it. hair is awesome
2: oh thank you it felt so good to chop it i feel like a new person
1: i wish oh, i, I, I want to borrow your hair for like a day yeah <laughs> well because <laughs> then i want to see enough. if i if i could rock it i don't know if i could rock it like you do
0: you it- totally could
1: it looks great.
0: So I feel like with one of, so we asked we asked Ange for some facts about herself that we wouldn't know. But um, when I was talking to Bridge about this one, that you rarely cry and you don't really like talking about feelings or having serious conversations. Is this kind of like just the way, like, because I feel like your sister's pretty clean cut with that too. Is that just how you guys just were? Or is it just you guys? Is your brother oh, like did that? did you grow up like that? Yeah. Were you just...
1: Trying to hold it together? No,
2: I think my mom's a hard cookie, so maybe mm-hmm. that's where it's come from. But Steph, my sister's actually, like, will cry at the drop of a hat. Oh, so that's me. She wants okay. to talk about feelings, and she's always telling me that I need to go to therapy because I have <laughs> issues because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but it just gives me anxiety. Like, if I always tell my friends, like, if you need a shoulder to cry on, do not come to me
0: because yeah. I'm not that person.
1: I don't want <laughs> to do it. It makes me so <laughs> uncomfortable. What, do you sweat? Do you get, like, prickly, prickly
0: hands? Yes, and- yes. I can see it. Like I've seen you get like a little uncomfortable and like, you know, like I can tell you get uncomfortable with certain things and you're like, what have you Uh, ever, have you ever had a, like an awkward hockey moment?
1: Like with a a player, like someone, I don't know, just something awkward where you were like wanting to crawl into a hole. I
2: I feel like the young, the young girls, like I'm totally there for advice and that they come to me with these sad stories of whatever, like had gone around in a relationship and they're crying and I'm like, um. Well, you should just break up with them and go home. Like yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Don't. this I'm not this person. Don't come to me. Like I. I know that I'm. I've been there the longest, and I try to open myself up. To, like if they need anything, but not, not for that. Um,
0: yeah, you're like you're, and, they're being all vulnerable. Oh you're god. like hit the bricks. Oh my god, <laughs> I have a girlfriend yeah. very
1: similar. I don't know. Maybe you've actually they played in Montreal too. Emily Cole. She. She's oh a, yes. She, yes. Yes. Oh I love her. She's a little like that too, but she carries hand lotion. So anytime anyone comes to her with like, and they're like nervous or she, she feels awkward. She's
0: like, do you need some lotion? Oh, so, like that's, so maybe you need like an aversion. <laughs>
1: that's what I need. Just like, throw I need some to hand carry, lotion. In carry or or snacks. Block.
0: Carry snacks. Be like, one. Do you need some gummy bears? Exactly.
1: Here. <laughs>
0: okay. That's going to be my new thing. <laughs> Find an aversion.
1: Make yourself feel better.
0: Okay. I love that. Oh yes.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. We're... Okay, we're just, so you're creeping in on our, yeah, our cheating cheat sheet.
0: So your favorite type of vacation is health and wellness retreat. So we're just uh, kind of wondering, Bridget. Oh, yeah, we're going to put some pressure on you. When are you going to get your ass to the retreat?
2: <laughs> well, I've been having babies the last few years. You have. But I'm hoping to come this year. Uh, all my all the girlfriends are like, let's go, let's go. And I get text. are you going this year? If you go, I'll go. I'm like, yeah, but give me like another year or two. Let me not be pregnant or not just have a newborn.
1: Fair enough.
0: So I am. I get
2: major FOMO every time I see pictures and every time it happens. And I'm in cold Montreal, so it's going to happen.
0: Okay. We're We'll we'll just
1: keep putting pressure. And I know, I think it was last year where you were like, we're coming, you and Julie. And I was like, yes. And I feel like... I was so pumped. Yeah. Anyways, we'll be excited when you do make it. (laughs) I will. I will. I love it. Um, Just kind of in the whole wrap up and in the scheme of the lives that we live with the guys and... um, trying to find our own way. I heard a song, literally I was listening to Sirius Radio on my way here today. And on the highway, there was a Thomas Rhett song. And I seriously, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I'll hear songs and I'll be like, oh, I wish Ray would sing that to me. This would be a really cool message from him to me. <laughs> like, so <laughs> I don't know if anyone does that. Maybe I'm no. a, my, I'm on my own island. <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> but this no, one, sure. you have to go listen to It's Thomas Rhett. It's called The dream, dream You Never Had. And so the one line, and it stood out for me because the whole song is kind of about this, is thank you for living the dream you never had. And I, it's awesome because he's singing it and he said he wrote it like from an artist's perspective of he's on the road and she's along and she's supporting and he's so grateful for her. And I just thought, gosh, that's such a universal message and so relates to our lives too.
0: Totally. It
2: so does. And that's so funny. I was listening to that exact thing on the way here at the There, He's releasing his new album. Um, oh my God. And Did you I hear that? that song? And I, yes. And I loved oh. it. Like spoke to me right away.
1: I absolutely loved it. Uh, I had, like, I lived, my eyes got a little misty, and I was like, God, that is awesome, and it really, yeah. I don't know, you'll have to go listen to it. I so, love that you were listening, too. So we yeah, were in the car together. I, the I had to get out the car. I
0: was, like, into it. <laughs> um, Ange, I just want to ask you, too, how, how is it having two kids now? Because I haven't seen you since you've had two. Um, no. So it's a little different with it, you, okay? Hey?
2: It is awesome, but yeah, I'm just trying to keep my head above water on the daily. Um, I'm always complaining to Carrie that he needs to do more. Um, it's so, mu- so much fun, though. Like, oh, it's crazy. I'm not a kid person at all. I could have been the person who never had kids. And to now have two that I am so obsessed with, it is amazing. And, oh, I just. I love it. We're ready. We're already trying to have a third.
0: So really, I love. Ooh. I love like Liz's yeah. personality. I would say it's been like, um I think like two years since I've <laughs> seen her, but she is just a little ham. Like I need to see her again she this summer. Like she looks so funny. Spicy. we would say she's really spicy. She's, oh, <laughs> oh that's how you want your girls. To worry
1: about that one. Yeah. You want spicy yeah girls like, We're not gonna have to worry
0: about her. No, exactly.
1: All right. Well, we want to thank you so much for chatting with us today. I know you're busy and it's um summer and you guys are enjoying your time in Kelowna. So I hope that our paths
0: cross oh. one of these days very soon. And um I hope to see you at the next Breakfast Club event, whether it's mine or yours. And uh, let me know when yeah. I get, let me know when I get to introduce you to the Calgary Stampede, please. <laughs>
2: oh, yes. again, I can't be pregnant for that one. No, you um, cannot. I don't. Thank you guys you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to uh listen along.
1: So congratulations, awesome. you guys. Aww, okay. thanks, Ange. Thanks, Ange. We'll okay. see you soon. Take care. Okay,
0: bye. 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 bye.
1: Thanks for hanging out. You've been listening to Our Hockey Life with Codette LaBarbara and Bridget Whitney. Join us next week when we get to introduce you to another great hockey friend.
0: Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Our Hockey Life and at Codette LaBarbera.